One of them's got a face for radio, and the other is blind as a bat. You be the judge of which is which. It's TM5, sponsored by Hannah Strawn Realty. Dan Marino should rot in hell. Nobody knows anything about brain. America! Who wants some Arnie Palmies? Everybody love everybody! Jesus, what happened to your face? Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Do you not realize I have had diarrhea since Easter's? Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome in to the Morning 5 Podcast. Today is January 11th, and after Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, not recording a podcast, all my fault, well, two of them definitely my fault, one of them sort of unavoidable circumstances, uh, we're back on a Thursday for a short, short two-day week podcast, I guess. Hey, it is what it is, man. Yeah, you know, no, we got to do it. Sure, sure. It is. Hey, we we all have uh, we all have day jobs. We all have normal jobs. You know, stuff pops up. Like, I yeah, sleeping through your alarm twice in one week, which rarely happens. And the uh, the the storms that came through on Tuesday, dude. Whoa. Yeah, that was uh, they were great. Um, you know, I, I was uh, kind of joking with uh, security at. Uh, <laughs> at our facility and i said you know it's it's the strangest thing in the world that um, my son's school got canceled because of rain very odd <laughs> like I, I understand they were trying to avoid the like a the, the big storm that was coming in the morning um like you know heard delayed schools two hours to let that sort of that cell pass um but but yeah, <laughs> canceling school altogether—that's a new one, man. Yeah, and and I was like, maybe you know, we grew up in a different time. Like, if there was a tornado coming through during school, they would make us do crisscross applesauce out in the hallway and put a book over our head. Well, I mean, and now like, think now about they're it. Like, it's cool because of rain. Think think about where you would rather be if a tornado comes through. I'd I'd one million percent rather be at my kid's school. Than at my house. My kid's school is built oh, yeah. with cinder blocks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, that's what I was telling people. I'm like, or I was telling the kids when I was taking them to school, I was like, if a tornado comes through, y'all are one million percent safer than I am at the house. Like, the house is made of a little bit of brick and wood. Like, your schools are made with cinder blocks, and, you know, uh, Grayson and Willow schools made from cinder blocks that were put together in 1932. So the building code is probably a lot better back then than they are today. Um, so, yeah, a lot lot safer. And, I, you know, uh, uh, Villarica Middle and Villarica High School, their buses couldn't get to the neighborhoods around where I live because uh, one of the roads that they used to access them was, was closed off because it was flooded so bad. I don't even know if the roads opened back up again. Yeah, and, that, and that's one of the aspects of the rain. Right. Um, I guess, you know, but... <laughs> Unfortunately for for my son's school, they don't they don't have a bus system. That's true. Bus system. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, it, so do y'all do y'all have to take like a, like a day somewhere else and go to school since y'all were out on Tuesday? I, I don't know. I know I, I, I know I, schools I, have a lot of those like flex weather days built in in the winter. Um, that if you don't ever use those flex weather days, you get like a a random you know monday or friday off in like march or april um i i don't i really don't know how that works i know it's built in but i'm you know 
I probably should, yeah, being that's, the that's for that's for Yankee schools. Um, <laughs> no, we have those, dude. We have like one or two weather days built in. I don't <laughs> you, think so. you know us, dude. We get a half an inch of uh, snow down here, and everything shuts down. Um, you know, I probably should know that being the grandson, the son, and the husband of a teacher, uh, but I do not. I don't. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> Billy, today is hot toddy day. So I, I was thinking about this. I don't think I've ever had a hot toddy. I don't think my mom ever gave me a hot toddy for when I was sick um, growing up, and I, I definitely haven't had one as an adult. Yeah, so. I, it's it's not bad. I mean, it, it's it's just it, it's whiskey, hot water, and honey. Like it's nothing. It, you can you can put like lemons. I know some people that put like cinnamon in it. Um, I think that's about it. Like lemon, cinnamon. I'm trying to think if, if, if I've seen anything else. You put like, a little bit of bitters in it. It's pretty good, man. Um, I would, I would one one million percent suggest that when when you're feeling under the weather or just a little, which I know we'll run into at some point in the next couple of months because that's the winter months in Georgia. Um, but yeah, I, I would suggest, man. You don't have to do you don't have to do a ton of whiskey, but just a just a little, you know, maybe a shot of whiskey, some nice warm water, uh, you know, a little lemon to zest it, and some cinnamon. It's pretty good. Okay, yeah. I might try it. Yeah, it's um. I, sometimes I even drink it when I'm not even sick. Like if I'm if I'm just sitting there and I'm a little chilly, but I also want an adult beverage, I'll do a hot toddy. Uh, and it's a honestly, it's not a bad drink to have in the morning. Um, as I sound like an alcoholic there, but you know, a hot toddy or an Irish coffee, it's a good way to start the day, and it's a good way to make sure the rest of your day is uh, on on par with where you want it to be. In my opinion, pretty good. I, I'd, I'd give it a try. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Billy, today is also National Milk Day. Sign me the f up. Oh, dude, same, same, dude. I, I have I have been trying over the past four to five years to uh, limit my dairy intake because the more da- like there's a whole thing about this, but dairy dairy's not great for grown humans. Uh, it, it, it inflames your joints, so I've been. I've been trying to limit my dairy intake, and dude, that's almost nearly damn impossible because milk and cheese is some of the best stuff ever created. I'm all in for a National Milk Day. We go through milk at an unhealthy rate here in this house. Yeah, I think think here in this house, between my father, my son, and me, we go through a gallon of milk probably every two two to three days yeah yeah yep yeah I, I believe it man we're about on the same pace days so yeah we're going through about three gallons of milk a week yeah um yep <laughs> yep and like and like not just drinking it but like when the kids wake up it, it's either cereal or it's the oatmeal stuff and that has to have milk in both so um and we do yeah. a lot of we do a lot of almond milk too in their smoothies like i make smoothies when they get home from practices so you know they'll they'll be in there with a glass of uh, of uh you know beef milk and I'll be making smoothies with uh, almond milk, and yeah, we go through a uh, dude. I had. Have you ever had Sarah Lynn milk? No. I, I we had it for the first time the other day. We we stopped off at Ingalls just to get some smoothie stuff. Um, and I'm usually a Mayfield guy. I'm I'm usually strictly Mayfield. Um, but we we just grabbed oh, a couple. Do what? Sarah Lynn, is it? That's the that's the Ingalls brand. Yeah, right? yeah, Ingalls home brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's that's the only kind that we drink. I, it was pre- I was pretty good, dude. I I'd never had it until the other night. I I really liked it. Um, like I said, I'm normally strictly Mayfield. Like it's Mayfield or nothing for me. 
Um, but Sarah Lynn, not bad. Yeah, not bad. So we, yeah, we That's might the only kind of drink. Period. Really? House. Yeah. Not not we a Mayfield fan. Beer. No, it's not. It's not that we're not a Mayfield fan. It's just I, my dad's cheap. Oh, <laughs> Mayfield milk is like double the price of every other milk. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of Sam's Clubs, like house brand milk. Uh, oh, no, Walmart, Walmart brand that milk is awful. Yeah, not a, not a fan. Uh, uh, Publix is fine. Publix is like homemade brand, whatever. That's fine. But yeah, Walmart, Sam's. In-house brand, whatever you call it, no go, no go for me, man. Can't do it. No. Uh, Billy, big news that we haven't talked about this week because we haven't done a podcast. But uh, the Falcons, dude, not only do they miss the playoffs, but they get embarrassed on Sunday, and then they, they don't even really ra- wait for Monday proper to start to fire Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith was fired. At twelve zero zero dot zero one into the late night of Sunday, early morning on Monday, um, as soon as uh, as soon as the day flipped over at midnight, or right after midnight, uh, Falcons got Arthur Smith out there, out the door, man. And this is something that you and I, I think, both agree on that needed to happen, probably should have happened a little bit sooner. Uh, but now the, I mean, now the big thing is who's going to be the next head coach of the Falcons, man. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. For at this point, you've got to have some a little bit of optimism. Um, you have to have that that's not allowed in Atlanta sports, hey, dude. It's, this is this is going to be better for us. We're going to move on to a better coach. Um, 21 and 30 in three years is not great. Um, let's just be honest. And especially, you know, and I understand the first year, you first year and a half, you were pretty much hamstrung by the previous regime's cap issues. Let's be real about that. I mean, there was nothing they could have done with that. Um, That being said, they still went 7-10 and in that year, and we're thinking, okay, well, if they went 7-10 and with a cap-strung, you know, year, that's that's fine. Um, But there's a couple of things that were just a little bit irritating about the, the statement. Um, and I wanted to run this by you. So um, the search, they said, will begin immediately for head coach and will be led by Arthur Blank, Rich McKay, and a few members of Blank's um, Atlanta Falcons and AMB Sports and Entertainment Organization with input from um, Terry Fontenot. Bryce, I, I, this... And, and they had a press conference on Tuesday. I yes. Say. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Harry Fontenot is the most neutered general manager in the NFL right now. Yeah, I don't. I Here didn't understand this, man. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't understand it. Like, if you're gonna have a, G, this is what we talked about. This we talked about the disconnect between the owner, the president, the GM, the coach, and it's clear when you look at their draft the past three or four years, the bit, there's a big disconnect on what personnel they wanted on the team and what type of offense they wanted to run with that personnel. It, it, it's very weird, man, and I don't understand. 
I don't know if if they're trying to replace the GM. I don't know if Terry Fontenot is is um, going to be replaced. It, maybe that's the reason why he's not going to be involved in the coaching search as much. But I, yeah, I don't I don't understand it, and it just goes back to show how what the dysfunction is inside the Falcons front office organization. Like the, he's the GM, dude. Like I don't I don't know. Every other every other organization in the NFL, the general manager is is doing the search for a head coach. A billion percent. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you are a billion percent correct. In the Falcons organization, the owner is so narcissistic that they have to think that I have to handle everything. And he's doing the search for the head coach. And at this point, it's just and, and every personnel thing is run by Arthur too. And and that could be that could be an issue. You know, this is this is part of the issue with the Falcons. But at the same time, like looking at it from the grand scheme of things or for a head coach moving forward, there are now seven now as now as we're recording, there are now seven openings in the NFL. After Pete Carroll um, got fired yesterday, I, I guess. Yeah, stepped down? I don't really know. He's remaining with the team too in like an advisory role or something. Advisory role. Um, that's weird. Yeah, very odd. Uh, but yeah, seven, seven positions, Billy. Let me let me run some head coaches by you, and I just want a you know, yes or no, if the Falcons should pursue them or if you're interested. Uh, and the top one that I think the Falcons should go after, I, I think this is a, I think this would be a slam dunk in my opinion. Eric Bieniemy, uh, assistant head coach, offensive coordinator. We know what his past is. I, I think he'd be a good fit in the Falcons. Hard pass. Oh wow, really? Hard pass. Okay. For me, it's this this the thing about Bieniemy is, and I think we mentioned this last week on the podcast. Every single conversation, he has been the the lead candidate going into every single offseason in the past, what, three years? Probably, yeah. And he hasn't gotten a head coaching job. Why? Yeah, I don't don't know. Um, I I don't even know if he's going to be eligible. I would assume the commanders would promote him after firing their coach. Uh, Rivera's out of. Ron Rivera. I couldn't think of his name. I could see his face in in my head. Um. Yeah, I would. I would. I would think he's going to be the next hot coaching candidate. But we, yeah, like you said, we've said it for three years. I would assume if he's going to get it, um, he will be the next head coach of the Commanders. All right, next one, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator from the Lions. This, so maybe I'm weird right now, but if if I'm doing anything. For the Falcons, I'm going after a defensive-minded coach. Okay, okay. Um, and, and part of the reason is look at what they've done with offensive-minded coaches lately. Ooh. And, or in in the past. And look at how successful defensive-minded coaches have been. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, like gl- I'm Quinn, glad you said that. Dan Quinn has been, has been there. Um, um Smith before him, Smitty before him. Um, but that was the biggest turnaround. And let's be real, like we've we've had two winning seasons in the past uh, what eleven years. Sounds correct. Right? Yep. Sounds correct. I mean, that's that's garbage. <laughs> let's let's be honest about it. So 
I'm, I'm done. Like, I, I want a defensive-minded coach, and, um, you know, there's there's a few out there. Um, Mike McDonald out in, in Baltimore will be available. Um, Brian Flores is out there. You know, and we talked about him last week right. about the possibility of, of him coming back. Um, I mean, back to the head coaching job. Um, there, I mean, those guys would be probably ideal. How, um, how about Raheem coach. Morris? See, I, I'm fine with Raheem. I think Raheem would be a great head coach. Um, but I don't think he's going to, like, something about Raheem and Atlanta just doesn't fit. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Uh, and, and two other names that I have seen brought up a lot, and one of them right now is the betting favorite to be the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, the first name that I have seen in quite a lot of places that I think it would be a good hire, um, but I would no longer root for the Atlanta Falcons, Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. He's a good uh, coach, dude. As much as I hate the guy and as weird as he yeah. is and as much as I hate Michigan and refuse to acknowledge that there was a national championship this year, uh, he's a good coach, dude. He, he really is. Yeah, and here's the thing. He's successful in the NFL. He is. He At he is. developing quarterbacks, too, something the Falcons haven't been able to do since Matt Ryan left. Yeah, he's he's very successful in the NFL. There's no doubt about that. Um, I'm, I'm not – I would not be thrilled about the hire. No. But I – It'd be a, a good fan, hire. As a Falcons fan, I think I would be a lot better than I would be as an Ohio State fan. Do you want to live in bizarro world with me for a second? This this next name, I'm... Well, I'm, I'm not going to get to the next name first, but I, I'm going to tell you a scenario uh, with Jim Harbaugh coming to the Falcons. What if Jim okay. Harbaugh, a Michigan man, comes to the Falcons and trades for Justin Fields as quarterback? That would that'd be random as hell. How funny, how funny would um, that be? I don't, so that's that's another thing. I'm not sure that's going to happen. I don't think the you Bears know, are trading and, and, fields anymore. No, I don't either. And we'll get to why in another cup. Because he's good. Um, um, the the other thing about Jim Harbaugh is I think Harbaugh wants to go to a contender right now and just build that up. Like, But I'll, I'll legitimately, think, how far away are the Falcons from being a contender? Because I don't believe they're that far away. I, I don't I don't know. I look at this roster and I think they are probably two years away from being contender. Hell, they were only a game away from winning the South this year. It doesn't mean that much because the South is dog crap. But look, look, I do. Uh, I, we'll get into this tomorrow on in Kerbal Pulp Lemonade Locks of the Week. I'm not so sure that the Bucks don't win on Monday night. Yeah, the Bucks are playing uh, the Eagles. The right? Eagles are terrible at the moment. Terrible. Yeah. Um, and that's sort of going, you know, going off on a tangent. Last name, Billy, that I've seen all over. He is now the betting favorite to become the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, even though he is still employed and still currently a head coach, Bill Belichick. We're looking forward to the, uh, to the offseason. Yeah. We're definitely moving on to another name. Um, Billy, Billy, other than uh, Tom Brady, who is the GOAT, absolutely, no doubt about it, um, 
What quarterbacks can you think of that Bill Belichick has successfully developed? Because uh. I, I that can't. Was, that was. Just, I can't think of anybody. I gave you one. Yeah, yeah, there isn't it. Um, I, dude, Granted, he hasn't, he hasn't needed one. Um, no. he's had what? He's had Garoppolo out there. Sure. He's had Ryan Mallet out there behind. Um, Matt Castle. Matt Castle. Uh, Brian Hoya. Um, you know, Mac Jones has looked like absolute dog crap. <laughs> Billy um, Zip on the ball, Zappy. 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 Cam uh, Newton. He's, he's been up there. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like Bill Belichick at all. Uh, and most of the people that I've talked to, the Falcons fans, and most of the people that I've listened to are also not a fan of the Bill Belichick thing. Uh, you know, it's. I, I think Bill would be good going into a place that is already built and just needs a little bit of oomph to get over the hump. And the Falcons, now what I said earlier, I think the Falcons aren't terribly far away from being a contender, but they are not a team that is already built and just needs a bit of oomph to get over the hump. You know what I mean? Say that for me one more time. Oomph. Thank you. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's the, here's the other thing though, that, that I'll say about this. And although I would not be terribly like overjoyed defensive minded coach for sure, for sure. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure Bill has been watching the Atlanta news. A couple of massage parlors have been shut down in Metro Atlanta. So he, you know, maybe he's thinking, Hey, I got to get here before all these things are shut down. Maybe it's a time is of the essence type thing for Bill Belichick just wrong <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the falcons are going on their head yeah. coaching search um we'll we'll you know we'll run everything down we'll we'll look at it 35 different ways uh we'll break down some some playoff games tomorrow but yeah it'll be interesting this offseason man um some news broke yesterday billy big news in the college football world do what speaking of the offseason holy crap yeah um Nick Saban retiring, man. I, I'm I'm by no means an Alabama fan or anything like that, but uh, but it feels like a part of college football has died. And you know, we could have in one off season, we could have the greatest college football coach of all time retiring, Pete Carroll, who was a damn good college and NFL coach. I mean, I would say arguably top ten or top five in both. Uh, and 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 Bill Belichick, who is you know, considered widely to be the GOAT NFL coach, uh, certainly top five. I mean, we could have an offseason of a bunch of GOATs retiring, man, and, and Nick Saban sort of kicked it all off. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's, wow. I mean, Nick, Nick, I did not see that coming I didn't this either. year. Nope. Um, especially the way that he's been. Um, he had such, it, it almost seemed like Watching him with Pat this year, it almost seemed like he had such life, like, back in him. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he was enjoying the conversation and enjoying doing what they were doing. That I, I didn't see this coming. Um, so, when the news dropped yesterday, I, I was I was blown away. I was, too. Yeah. I, I wonder how much of his retiring has to do with the NIL and the transfer portal and the way college football is going. 
Yeah, that's definitely a distinct possibility, and and, and something about finding a, um, a replacement for him huh. will have to have something and to do with um, who is you know somebody who is definitely deep into the transfer portal in the NIL, and there's been a lot of time, a lot of people that have brought up Davos winning. And I'm like, that's that's not happening. No, um, no. He doesn't, he doesn't get into the transfer portal or NIL. So, uh, good luck trying to get that going in in, in Alabama. Yeah, Alabama's and, and and something else that was mentioned, you know, and maybe this is this is going to sound weird, but maybe they need just a lame duck. Um, yeah, to not be the guy that follows the guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you might be right couple of names that I would be thrilled about. Um, Ryan Day. <laughs> yeah, him too. <laughs> um, uh, Lane Kiffin. Yep. Um, I, I would love, love to see an Alabama. I, I would. Um, just because I... I like Lane. I do too. Um, I, like, I, I like how spunky he is. I like how he is I with like the media. I like that spunk. Yeah. Um, the other the other name that I think would be probably ideal for Alabama is going to be Steve Sarkeesian. That's the other name. That's the other name that I had in mind. Um, every other name is going to be off the wall and pointless um, because those two have Alabama ties. Those two have success at other places. Um, and Steve Sarkeesian might... and. and this is, and, and this was being debated yesterday on 680 between Chuck and Chernoff. Is this the best college opening or pro opening ever? I, I would, I would say it, it has to be um, the Ohio State opening when Herb, but it was never really an opening, I guess, at Ohio State. Uh, what, what Urban built up at Ohio State, that was a, that was a pretty good job opportunity but it wasn't necessarily an open job uh it was handed to a to a guy that was born on third base um this is an actual open job so yeah i, I would say probably yeah this is you know i'm trying to think back if, if baseball has ever had any kind of ready-made teams that are just sitting there ready ready for a coach or, or the or the nba i'm sure the nba's maybe had one or two um but yeah this has to be the best and at the same time the worst job opening uh ever in in sporting because you have to go in and you have to win immediately like there's there's no room for a rebuilding year really i saw a stat on facebook and i can't find the exact numbers right now um but nick saban at alabama had more first round picks than he did losses yeah 44 49 that's insane that is absolutely that's i mean what nick saban built at alabama after arguably what two decades of irrelevance in alabama it's it's crazy because nick saban wasn't ever a good coach at michigan state he was fine he was middle of the road guy uh then he goes to the dolphins and he was pretty terrible as an nfl coach uh, and oh, then no, he went, to, he went to LSU first. Remember, and won oh LSU, I forgot. Then I forgot he, about the LSU stint. Yeah, yeah. And then went to um, uh, then went to the Dolphins and was pretty terrible there. And then just turned Alabama into this absolute juggernaut Death Star that it is today. 
a, a name a name that will not happen, but I think it's fun to talk about. And if it does happen by some weird coincidence, it would be just just gold, just media gold. Uh, it would be Coach Prime going to Alabama. Oh God, that's my ultimate like yes, please. <laughs> It's not you know. gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But how much fun oh, would it be? That's my that's my ultimate yes, please, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> so much fun, dude. It would be. Um, can we take a moment and uh, a moment of silence for all of the Alabama bandwagoners who were not Alabama fans before saving you? Okay, sure. A moment of silence. Yeah, moment, moment of silence. Moment of silence. All right, that was, that was good. There we go. Moment of uh, silence for the bandwagon. Bandwagoners fans. Yep. T's and um, P's. Hey, I'm I'm sad, dude. I, I'm not a I'm not a Nick Saban fan or an Alabama fan, but I am a fan of of football and college football. Um, I say I'm not a Nick Saban fan. I am a fan of Nick Saban. I am a fan of I'm, who he I'm is. A of, I'm a thousand percent a fan of Nick Saban. Yeah, um, yeah. He is. Have you ever heard anything bad about Saban? No, I haven't either. No, I've, I I've never heard anything. Miss Nick Saban got Miss Lori Cave down at Heard County to put on a dress one day. When Nick Saban was coming to the school, and Miss Lori Cave showed up to school in a dress. What? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. What is this? Right. I mean, uh, yeah. I've I've never heard it. You know, I've never heard a bad story about Nick Saban. Always very respectful. Um, and he, you know, he's one of those coaches that if he walked into our living room and asked one of my boys to go play football with him, it wouldn't be as, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Go, go play with Saban. So lost a legend, lost a legend. Uh, Billy, yesterday, the Hawks actually got a win in overtime. Um, yeah, they did. Now, you know, it was sort of every this game too. I watched, uh, the first quarter or excuse me, the second quarter and a little bit of the fourth and fell asleep in overtime. So I caught maybe a, a culmination of eight total in-game minutes from this game. It was against a hampered 76ers team, no Joel Embiid, so, hey, a win's a win, but, you know, seven-point win in overtime against a team that doesn't have their superstar kind of sucks. Uh, but Trey played well last night, 28 points, 11 assists. Jalen Johnson, guy's an absolute superstar in the league. I know he only has probably 10 starts in the NBA, um, but he is an absolute monster, just a, a dog. Uh, got close oh. to a triple-double last night. 25 points, 16 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, DeJounte Murray, who might not be on the Hawks for very much longer, 25 points, 5 assists, and 5 rebounds. Look, uh, Jalen had probably one of the better games that I've seen him play ever last night. Kid's good. Um, Kid he is hitting, good. He was hitting shots left and right. He was his defensive prowess. Uh, rebounds last night were outstanding. Um, and his assist game was was on point too. So uh, Trey actually, you know, it, it says that he had 20, 28 points. Um, that was that was not a Trey game. Trey was not on at all last night, and still got ended up with twenty eight points somehow. Um, but last night was the Jalen Johnson show, and it was it was very evident. Um, and and we were without CC last night too. So we were, you know, Joel. Embiid was out, and we were without CC. So um, I don't, a, a I don't think that's, night, I don't um, think that's quite apples to apples there. But I get where well, you're going. You know, <laughs> you know, um, uh, 
He uh, had a couple of good, you know, some some good minutes out of Bruno Fernando last night. Patty Mills was uh, awful. Oh, dude. Yeah. What was I, I thought? Uh, I guess he's a locker room guy. <laughs> he did not look great I, last night. Yeah, he, he, he looked bad. He looked bad last night. Uh, but yeah, a couple of good minutes from Bruno. He was he had a couple of good rebounds. Um, yeah, so it, it, it was a decent night for the Hawks. Uh, Hawks trade rumors still flying around. The Bulls, Rockets, and Knicks have all expressed interest in A.J. Griffin. The Pelicans have some interest in Clint Capella, and Toronto has interest in DeAndre Hunter. If all three are not on this roster after the trade deadline, you won't hear me complaining. Uh, yeah, Toronto, you can have them. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with you taking them. Yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't want DeAndre anymore. Nope. Um, me neither. He... He had come back to me a little bit earlier in the year with Baby, his come back. Uh, defense, but then he just fell apart with that too. Um, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm done with him. Um, AJ, I, sure, I guess if they're, you know, I hope we get a good return from it. Um, since he is a young young player, I, I you know, I hope we get something out of it. Um, with DJ, I don't know, man. Like DJ is still. That's the one that I don't want to get rid of. But oh, I, I get it. I, yeah, I, I know you would look for there, but yeah. it's 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 the one thing like DJ. I just I'm not I'm not thrilled with losing him. I'm just I'm not a fan of the way this roster is constructed. I, honestly, outside of Jalen Johnson and Trey Young, I don't care if anybody gets traded. I, there, I, I like Anyeka. Sadiq Bay is nice, but I, just honestly, outside of Jalen Johnson and Trey Young. I don't care about anybody in this roster. Blow it up, trade it away, figure out a way this can work because it it cannot work the way it's constructed right now. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Billy, hit me up with the uh, Marine South scoreboard. What did we have from last night? Uh, nothing. All right, love it. Yeah, what about what about to, what about tonight? We got anything tonight? Uh, yeah. Uh, we've got uh Hurt County tonight. Hurt County's facing Hanley tonight. Um, and it'll be on the Hometown Sports Radio Network as I will be heading down to Hurt County. Since our buddy, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this, our buddy Taylor Jones, who's been covering Hurt County for us this year yeah. for basketball, right, is one had a baby. So congratulations oh, to the Joneses. Oh, I mean, uh, congratulations. For baby number two. Look at that. Huh? Just because he's having a baby, he can't call a basketball game? Yeah. Jeez. What a lazy basketball. I know. Wait till you get three. <laughs> You're in the hospital for, you know, 45 minutes, popping out, getting your job done. I know you were you were working in the hospital. It's all it's all good. I was probably usually usually hung over in the hospital. <laughs> Want to be real about it? Uh, Billy, you need another cup of coffee? Uh, absolutely, I do. Yeah. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Century Twenty One Novus. Uh, Pete Carroll, as we mentioned, out as Seahawks head coach after fourteen seasons. Yeah, this one blew my mind a little bit and i think it did uh pat as well because that that news came down and did you see how that was kind of announced yeah that was very <laughs> odd connor connor screams it into a microphone after getting the notification on his watch <laughs> and they just had they just had an nfl insider on like 30 minutes ago 30 minutes before this happened um yeah i don't i don't understand this to be completely honest with you man uh, I I thought the Seahawks had a decent year, nine and eight. Like Geno Smith was fine. I don't know. I thought Pete Carroll was doing a pretty good job up there. Here's the crazy thing. You want to, and then this is baffling. Yeah. 
Pete Carroll, right? Nick Saban, okay. Same age. Yeah, same I, freaking age. They're both seventy-two. I get. I guess that doesn't seem crazy to me. But the, the the crazy thing to me is how old they are, but still how young they look. Yeah, like, both of them, dude. If I could look like that when I'm their age, sign me up. Sign me up no. for that, man. I, I want to be chomping on gum as much as uh, Pete Carroll is at 72. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, congratulations to both, dude. The, the football world is losing uh, two great coaches. I know Pete Carroll is going to stay around as like an advisor or whatever up there, and, but I mean, he's not going to be on the sideline. And depending on what happens to Belichick in, in New England, dude, this could be a weird offseason. Uh, top, yeah. you know, add all that to Nike and Tiger Woods kind of splitting their relationship. Um, yeah, it's been that was. A- Strange. It's been a weird week and a half, dude. It's been a very weird week and a half. Uh, Ryan Williams, the number nine overall recruit, decommits from Alabama after Nick Saban retires. I was wondering about this, and I didn't get. And, and unfortunately, I don't have his number. But I was gonna reach out to, um, I guess Skinner to see if he he could reach out. But I was gonna ask if Caleb Odom like had any thoughts about this. I don't you know, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Considering Caleb's already practicing with Alabama, I don't think he's. I don't think he's leaving. Yeah, Caleb Butterman. Awesome. Yeah. Caleb but, Butterman's a freak. Um, yeah. So it'll be uh, in a very complimentary way. Caleb Butterman is a freak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no doubt. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if any more of these, uh, any more of these kids decommit and go somewhere else. We'll see. Uh, Victor Webinyama posts his first ever NBA triple double in Spurs win last night. Way to go, Webby! Yeah. Had uh, sixteen points, twelve rebounds, ten assists. Uh, the kid is much better than I thought he was going to be. I, I, did, I did not think he was going to be as good as he is. I thought he was going to get manhandled in the NBA, and it does happen at times. He does get pushed around in the paint sometimes because he's, you know, hadn't put on that NBA weight yet. But the uh, the young man is, is playing much much better basketball than I, I expected him to be. Completely honest with you, um, and I hope he continues. He's fun to watch. Those spider arms are ridiculous. Yeah. Man. Yeah, um, like the arms are just absolutely stupid. I, as long as he stays healthy, he, he's going to be a a perennial NBA All Star, in my opinion. No uh, doubt. the The Bears are open minded about the NFL Draft's top overall pick. Uh, this screams Justin Fields is um, staying. That's sort of what I'm thinking too, man. That that's what that screams to me. Yeah, that's. Can I give you a scenario for the bill or for the bills for the bears? Sure. So do you know who picks number four? Uh, yes. The uh, Cardinals. They need a quarterback, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. What if the Cardinals wanted to trade up to one? Well, do they really? The um, Cardinals? And, yeah. Like, from everything I'm hearing, I think the Cardinals are definitely moving forward with Kyler. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's gonna happen there, dude. I don't. It, it, are you really okay with moving forward with Kyler Murray as your quarterback? Because I would am not. I, be. Am I? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not comfortable with Kyler Murray. However, comma. 
the Arizona Cardinals are different people than I am. Yeah, I, I just, I think, so here, here is my, here is my scenario. Here's what I have an issue with a, a midget running my, my. So you're also system. not a fan of the Carolina Panthers quarterback, then is what you're telling me. No, not all right. at all. Here, here is, here is my, here, here is my theory. Here's what yeah, I think. During draft coverage. Here is what I think is going to happen. I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to trade up to number one. I think the Falcons are trading up to number one and drafting Caleb Williams and some sort of package, some sort God of help. some sort of package wrapped around either Kyle Pitts or Drake London, sending one of them to to Chicago to get a quarterback for the Falcons, and the, and the Bears would essentially trade back. Get a get another weapon for Justin Fields in the form of Kyle Pitts or Drake London. Not sure which one. Uh, the Falcons would draft Caleb Williams number one. Are you sure we wouldn't draft go up to number one and draft uh, Marvin Harrison or Malik or Malik Neighbors? Just get just add weapons for a quarterback that's not there. Malik Neighbors has been linked to us in the in the mock drafts that I'm seeing right oh, now. Oh, jeez, dude, I if. If they like, draft another wide receiver, I have lost all faith in the Falcons. The very, the very little faith that I have. Yeah, this this draft for me, the number one pick needs to be either a quarterback or it needs to be a defensive player, or or a, or an offensive or an offensive lineman. Yeah, I'm, I could go. I can get down with the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. It just does not need to be another skill position guy. We're, we're covered there. Yeah. I mean, we kind of are. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if we actually had a decent quarterback, Drake London and uh, Kyle Pitts would be used normally. I got, I have no faith in Kyle Pitts. I think that guy is going to go down as one of the biggest draft busts in Falcons history. Possible. Yeah. And, and the fact that we've drafted eight the last three years says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, so, I have. Uh, as the we're doing terribly, I got I got zero zero faith in that dude, uh, Billy. And today in 1973, the American League adopts the designated hitter rule. Yay! Yeah, I hate it. A lot of people hate it. I do. I, I don't. I don't mind it anymore. Um, I say I, I don't hate think it. I'm, I don't like it. I guess hate. I don't it. think I minded it. I don't think I minded it when it was happening. Like even when I was a you know a National League person in '73, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just don't think it. I don't think it mattered. I'm not a fan like, of it. You know what I mean? uh, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it. I don't necessarily hate it. I guess I should retract my statement. I don't hate it. I'm just not a fan of it. I'm not a big fan of it. It is. I mean, what it, it gives is. A, it gives a, another roster spot to somebody a, a better hitter. I don't mind that than, at all, and especially uh, like yeah. a lot of those guys, uh, veteran veteran hitters that could be DHs that don't have the knees to play defense anymore i, I don't mind that I, I don't dislike that at all um so yeah you got anything else today man no it's good to be back yeah good to good to be back we'll have uh one more podcast I need, one of those, I need to buy you one of those alarms that uh like rolls off the uh the bedside table oh yeah and you have to uh, chase after it I, to stop it i need one of those uh <laughs> 1990s alarm clocks that wakes up the entire neighborhood when it goes off 
that, yeah, the, the noise that every every person our age knows immediately what that is when as soon as it starts going off. Ooh, that could be a top five. That could uh, be a top five. I got, I got, and we got some good. Um, we got some good. I'm, I'm kind of pissed off we missed Wednesday because we got some good social media or pop culture Wednesdays uh, coming up. I got like four or five that I thought of the other day in the truck that'll that'll be good. So it'll be an interesting uh, Wednesdays throughout January will be very interesting on uh, on PM5 with our pop culture Wednesdays. Uh, but for uh, for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Shake your neighbor, just shake them.